Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Nano Bookcast. Today's episode will be equally nano in length. You will hear an equally nano person speak on this topic. Yes, it's still me. And if you're tired, you can just stop listening. However, it's about a very giga topic. Immigration. For the curious amongst you, nano is 10 to the power minus 9 and giga is the opposite. It's 10 to the power 9. And yes, the fact that I just had to explain my joke is not lost on me. Why are we talking about immigration? It's because it affects all our lives. There are around 400 million people around the world who live outside their country of birth. The world's population is 7.8 billion. That means around 5% of the world's population has immigrated outside their country of birth. And people do it for a variety of reasons. Some leave their country of birth to escape something. It could be a thankless job, an abusive partner, or a regime. And some leave their home countries because they have something to look forward to. The idea of uniting with the loved one, or the promise of progress. And regardless of why people move from one country to another, the fact remains that people immigrate. They pack up their lives as they know it, and they move to a new country to start from scratch. It's a romantic idea, this notion that you can uproot your life and start fresh and build a new one, establish a new community. But ask anyone who has lived this process, and they'll often tell you that the reality differs from their dream. You could be overwhelmed by a new culture, new traditions, new people, new food. It can simultaneously be exhilarating and exhausting, immersive and isolating, and nothing seems easy, yet you wouldn't trade that experience for the world. I am an immigrant. I've immigrated to two countries in a span of five years, and I include immigrants or descendants of immigrants in my friend and family circle. And I'm not the only one who finds the topic of immigration fascinating. It's captured the minds of both fiction and nonfiction writers alike. So let's talk about some books that cover the stories of immigrants around the world. And let's start off with nonfiction. Now, the first and only nonfiction book that I'll talk about is The Good Immigrant. It started off in the UK as an anthology of essays edited by Nikesh Shukla. It includes essays from people like Rennie Edo Lodge, Riz Ahmed, Nish Kumar, etc. Now, I haven't read this particular anthology. However, Nikesh Shukla also solicited essays from US immigrants to produce a US sequel to this anthology. This includes essays from Tejal Rao, Fatima Farheen Mirza, Jenny Zhang, and others. And this is the anthology that I read. And the reason I enjoyed reading an anthology of stories of immigrants was that it showed that in all of these stories, regardless of why this person moved to the US, there were common threads in their stories. They were mocked for the food that they brought to their school cafeteria. They struggled to fit in. They also struggled to make their parents proud while serving their own individualism in this new society. Now, the stories in this book won't shock an immigrant. But the repetitive nature of the cruelness that countries force on their immigrants is something everyone should have to confront. And the reason this is the only nonfiction book I mention is because I want to encourage folks to look around them, at their friend circle, at their families, and ask these people about what their immigration experience was like. 
And if you're an immigrant yourself, you may find solace in the stories that you have in common with these people. And if you aren't an immigrant, you may just have learned something new. Now, authors aren't just restricting themselves to sharing their own stories of immigration. They're using those experiences and the stories of those around them to create fiction as well. So let's talk about fictional stories that touch on the topic of immigration. And the first book worth calling out is Pachinko by Min Jin Lee. It's a story of Korean immigrants moving to Japan. And to set the stage and the hope of the book, the book actually starts off with this note. History has failed us, but no matter. The book does a great job of capturing the hope that is associated with immigration. But the thing that I love the most about the book is the strength of its characters. And you know what? You can't call an immigrant weak. And these characters are a reflection of the spirit of immigration. And another quote from the book that is worth calling out, in my opinion, is this. In Seoul, people like me get called Japanese bastard. And in Japan, I'm just another dirty Korean, no matter how much money I make or how nice I am. I think this really speaks to the idea of immigration, how once you have immigrated somewhere, you don't belong to the country of your birth or to your new home country. You're always just stuck in the middle. And the next two books that I wanted to talk about are actually written by Pakistani authors. The first is Exit West by Mohsin Hamid. The book is a magical interpretation of the refugee crisis where borders are replaced by magical doors that are guarded by militants. And while the world might seem magical, the fights between the quote-unquote natives and the refugees persist just as they do in the non-fictional world. And I personally found the metaphor of the magical door really inspiring. People think that the borders they cross have this magical ability to change their lives for the better. But they don't. They're just another door or a border that you cross on the path to continuing the struggle. And the second book that I wanted to talk about is Home Fire by Kamala Shamsi. It's about the Pashas, an orphan family who are trying to maintain their identity as British Muslims. The book speaks of the troubles of Muslims as they struggle to maintain this unique cultural identity while still simultaneously defending their Britishness and their loyalty to the state. And especially in a time when they're political and social activists whose main goal is to alienate them by really insisting that they are other than the other British natives. And now switching from books written by Pakistanis to one written by an Indian makes sense, you know. And so the one I wanted to call out is Well-Behaved Woman by Soumya Dave. It's an intergenerational family drama, a story as old time. Parents who immigrate to better the life of their children but still expect their children to follow the linear path that they set out for them. Parents who are then disappointed when the children don't actually follow this linear path. It's a really good summer read and has all the tenets of a good Bollywood drama. The hot man who leads an innocent woman astray from the path that her family has carefully laid out for her. Or the mother who sees a lot of herself in her rebellious daughter. Go on. I know you want to read it. And the last piece of fiction that I wanted to talk about isn't a book, but a body of work, that of Ursula Le Guin's. Ursula Le Guin's work encompasses the genre of science fiction and fantasy, but there's also an element of people migrating or people trying to assimilate an image of themselves into this new world. 
And books like The Dispossessed and The Left Hand of Darkness are really good examples of her touching on this topic of immigration or assimilation. And I would encourage everyone to go read her work if you haven't already. Another genre of books that very obviously touches on the immigrant experience are cookbooks. Chefs and cookbook authors bring their own food to their new home country. And here they find that some of the traditional ingredients are lacking, and hence they create their own version of the traditional foods that they grow up with. And Priya Krishna's book, Indianish, that she co-wrote with her mother, Ritu Krishna, is such a perfect example here. It contains recipes like saag and feta, which is a replacement for the classic Indian dish saag and paneer. It also includes other recipes such as roti pizza and quinoa shrimp pilau. For those who are curious, saag and paneer is a dish that's made of stewed spinach and cottage cheese, aka paneer. Now to wrap this up, it's worth thinking, why do we like these stories of immigration? Stories of an immigrant always follows a very typical arc. You start off with the decision to let go of one's past, the logistical hurdles that the protagonist has to overcome, and the arrival in a new fantastical land. You then go on to read about the daily hurdles that our protagonist has to overcome, the turning point where they're reluctantly accepted by the society, and it all culminates in the happy ending where our protagonist finds themselves creating a new place for themselves and their family in this new society where they meld their culture and values with those of their new home. And I don't know how to answer this question. Do we love these stories because we love a story of triumph? Is it because we want to believe that the world is a more accepting place than it actually is? Is it because we choose to live vicariously through someone else? Is it all of the above? Is it none of the above? Just something to think about. Now, for show notes and links to the books that I mentioned in this episode, you can go to nana.app slash podcast dash three. And with that, goodbye. As always, you can leave feedback by reaching out to me personally or via podcast at nana.app. I hope to see you later, and I hope you're staying safe and are considering getting the vaccine when you're able to do so. Bye. Thank you.